Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Freedom International live stream. With me are podcasters and guests from around the world. So this is kind of exciting. We used to be a group of five or um, four or five um, podcasters from around the world, but this time we also have guests from around the world. So let me introduce first the, the podcasters with me. It will be Steve Fierro from uh, um, right now from Asia and Hartmut Schumacher from Germany. And of course, we have our guest on Harry Derbitsky, Joe Fletcher, Nikki Davison, and all part of, let's see if I can get this correctly. Oh, yes, that's Nikki. I have a, I have a, um, this one. This is the banner that I made for all three of them. Okay. Thank you very much. And for all those who have been supporting us, following us, and sharing information and different podcasts and episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And whatever you're doing for uh, everyone's health, personal health, family health, and community health, thank you so much for everything that you do. And so let's proceed. And instead of me introducing the group, it would be most ap appropriate if Harry Derbitsky, the president of ACT or ACT Training Incorporated, that's Advanced Coaches Training, will carry on and introduce the panel, the panel of guests, and then we'll continue to have a powerful conversation. And if you have questions for us, please don't hesitate, do, do make some questions and send us your questions and comments, okay? All right, thank you so much, and I'll pass it on to Harry. Uh, well, thanks for having us on, of course, and uh, uh, just a quick introduction of myself. I'm an international uh, three principles educator. I have clients in every continent in the world. I'm the author of uh, four books. This is my latest book, Evolution of Addiction, Recovery, Reopened, book two. And... Uh, in that it, it highlights one of the interesting concepts of, of, of the way that I teach. Uh, I teach about, the, I don't deal with problems. I teach people about the, the, the positive feelings, the spiritual feelings within themselves. And I guide them to seeing how this psychologically helps their themselves. So what we're doing is we're teaching I'm teaching, everyone here is teaching about, about a spiritual psychology called the three principles as uncovered by Sidney Banks. Sidney Banks was an enlightened welder, a grade nine education who had an epiphany, an experience. And in this experience, he saw the spiritual trinity of psychology. So this is not building on what the world is doing. It's brand new. It's almost exactly the opposite of everything the world is doing. The only thing is it produces fabulous results, total healings, and the patients that aren't patients, clients, they're not clients, we're co-working together each one of us having insights to heal ourselves. So although I'm the lead coach 
of the Mental Health Transformations Group, of which there are six, four from England, one from Croatia, and myself. Everyone except myself has had major transformations in the mental health field, from acute anxiety, acute depression, acute addiction, all have found the answer they're looking for not to live in the past, not to live with their diagnosis, not to live unhappy, handicapped, hindered, concept, labeled by, I hate to say it, mostly a fool called a psychologist or psychiatrist. What, what I mean by that is they're innocent. They're teaching the best they can, just like parents do with their kids. We know that parents don't always have such a great way with their kids, but their heart is always in the right place. These psychologists and psychiatrists have just learned antiquated old stuff that doesn't work. And it answers the question, why are there so many homeless people? Why are there so many addicted people? How come there's no answers? How come mental health people don't don't heal? That's an indigenous word. And I, I have a strong workings with the indigenous people. I have a strong uh, background working with people in addiction. I have a working with people, the Muslim community. And now mental health. How can I be the lead coach when I have never taken a psychology course? How can I be the lead coach to these incredible people that you're going to listen to? I want to emphasize it's incredible. Their stories are amazing. They're the power. That's what I had a vision. As the group came together, I pick the people. I pick the people who have really, really understand about transformation, not from an intellectual pers pursuit. This is not an, a thing to appeal to your intellect. You're going to have to go deeper inside yourself and go to those beautiful feelings you have. Because if you can't go to those, you're not going to pick up what we're talking about. This is not an intellectual concept. I am selling nothing. That's what I'm going to tell you where the answer is, in nothing except yourself. And so when I, I saw something about the mental health field, it's lost. It's got very extremely uh, profitable results for the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, they love it. It's just fantastic. And I saw nobody's going to listen to Harry. Nobody. They got people with big degrees and bullshit all over the place. They'll listen to those, but they won't listen to Harry. I mean it. They will not listen, but they'll listen to transformation stories. That's what our group is about, about the wisdom of the results. We call it the fruit on the tree. You're not interested in looking at the tree and say how you want to, if that tree doesn't produce beautiful fruit and you want it to be a, a fruit tree, you're not going to be happy. These are the fruit, the proof irreputable proof. And so I have the privilege of sharing with these fantastic people. 
And what does it feel like? Well, that group has some special qualities. AA is a totally lost organization, but the fellowship in AA is dynamite. Dynamite. It supports and helps. But the, the, they're back in 1935, back in the old thing. Are you telling me that no new stuff has come out in, in addiction in the last hundred years? You know, give me a break. It's old. It's caught up. It was useful then, but it's antiquated. But the fellowship, yum, 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 yum. And this fellowship is what we have. We help. We love being together. We help each other. These two guys, one guy, one gal, help me. That's the truth. I'm the lead coach, and I'm getting the most out of the group. That's the way it works. That's how truth works. It's spiritual. It's not, it's love. It's not intellectual information building a better mousetrap when the old mousetrap didn't work. It's not that. And here's the funny thing, guys. All I'm talking about is common sense. Do you like to feel good or do you like to feel bad? These three principles that work that and what they're going to talk about will make will show you the path to feeling good. Spiritual, everything is beautiful. Psychological, ups and downs of being a human being via your thinking. That's all. You just got to bring those two worlds together. Everybody knows love is the most powerful thing in the universe. I have never found a person who says, I've got too much love in my heart. I can't, I need, I got to get rid of some of it. Everybody says, I don't have enough love in my heart. That's the truth. I don't have enough love in my heart. So love is the answer. Understanding. But if you just listen to the feeling that these two have, you might just pick up that little nugget of wisdom that you've been looking for personally. Because the joke is you're going to have to doctor yourself anyway, because I ain't going to do it. So with that little song and dance, Nikki, why don't you, we'll just play a little bit and see what questions and ask questions. You'll take the conversation deeper. Test this out. Don't just, it's not a lecture. It's not a, I got this, rah, 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 rah. It's not that. What it is, is you have the answers and the truth inside yourself. And that's the only place you can go to healing. You can go to all those doctors and listen to their bullshit. Honestly, they are misguiding people into believing this is a permanent disease that they have. And here's the most beautiful thing before I pass it on to Nikki, because I better stop talking. Mental health, for whatever the reason, is open. They kind of recognize that they don't have the answer. And they want to know what it is. Addiction, no, no, nobody's interested. This is the way I do this like the, a German, excuse the expression, you know what I mean, though. Like this, you know, type of thing. The answer 
the answer is not in old, useless information. Let's get to the facts. What are the facts? What works, people? What works? Not what doesn't work and you cover up. You're not interested in coping with life. Life is meant to be lived in a positive attitude and a positive feeling. And I want to uncover my unlimited potential. Don't you? So, Nikki, why don't you tell them a little bit about your story? Nikki is the female representative of our group. But as we often have said, she can handle all of us guys easily. <laughs> I have to. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a real pleasure to be here today. So I guess I, I'm guessing the best thing to do would be to maybe give a little bit of backstory and um, and I'll, I'll, I'll do that and then maybe talk a little bit about how I, how the principles have helped me and how I feel a wider understanding of the principles would help so many more people. So, um, <clears throat> about 20 years ago, um, completely out of the blue, although actually I was just, <laughs> I was just sat here thinking about that. Um, so I experienced, um, a prolonged period of anxiety and depression completely out of the blue. I never had it as a child. Um, I didn't really understand what it was when it first kind of appeared. Um, and the depression was so bad that I was put under the care of a mental health team because I was a suicide risk. I tried to, I'd taken my then um six month old baby boy in the car and wanted to drive into a brick wall um and gone off several times to drown myself and left suicide notes for my husband and my my child my one and then subsequently two at the time children you know goodbye um um, at that point in my life, I was a teacher. I was working in schools. And um, I had to stop working and um, I was put on medication. And it was suggested to me that I have some counselling, and which I did. Um, and the counselling was really helpful. I, I will never forget the counsellor that I had this kind of larger than life male character. And I think that was really quite significant at the time because I grew up never knowing my dad and he was very much like a father figure. Um, it was, you know, perfect. And things really did get better. And I don't know, you know, maybe that was the counselling. Maybe it was the medication. Maybe it was just what was going to happen anyway. You know, who knows? But I kind of had this, I don't want to teach anymore. This kind of this psych this psychology this this is like I want to do this I want to be able to help people like this man has helped me and so I left teaching and I went off to retrain to be a psychotherapist and I I did that um, 
And then I worked for organizations like Mind and I worked in private practice and I worked in schools as a psychotherapist in between having more prolonged bouts of panic disorder, anxiety, depression where I had. So I would work for a bit and then I'd have to give everything up because I couldn't work and um, back on the medication and back into this searching outside of myself for the solution, for the fix it. And so with that, I tried, you know, I tried everything, mindfulness, meditation, essential oils, homeopathy, like honestly, I, I CBT, I tried EMDR, I tried hypnotherapy. I don't think there was a modality or um, a technique that I didn't try. And in fact, I wrote a very funny, well, I, th I thought it was funny. I, I remember thinking, someone saying to me, you know, you just need to meditate, Nikki. You just need to, to do some meditation and, and everything will just, you know, you'll relax. You just need to relax. So I was like, okay, okay. You know, you're desperate. I am desperately trying to change my life. I'm desperately trying to fix myself. And so I signed up for this course and I remember walking in late, flustered, because um, there was loads of traffic and like hot, you know, and like coat, taking coat off and everybody was kind of peacefully sat in this room and there were joysticks and candles and it was really zen, beautiful. And I just sat down and instantly felt incredibly out of place. And we did this guided meditation and, you know, I'm kind of one-eyed looking around the room at everybody else whose eyes closed it. And my mind is just busy, 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 busy. I can't picture the beach. I'm, I'm thinking about what I need to pick up at the shops and why am I, you know, why can't I do this? Why can't you do this, Nikki? Nikki, you just must be so broken. You're so broken. Look, this is just an indication of how broken you are because everybody else is peaceful and you're not. I think I went twice and just left feeling even more deflated and discouraged about myself. And then this kind of, this went on for about 15 years, this kind of yo-yoing in and out of mental illness until I kind of had what was probably my worst breakdown where I actually didn't leave the bedroom and I couldn't eat and I lost a lot of weight and I became physically unwell as well as mentally unwell. That was the label that was given to me. And then I was on my phone one morning and um, I, I don't know why, but this video um, and this saying kind of came, popped up on my phone and it's within the community, it's really well known and it's something that a man called Dr. Bill Pettit said. And the statement goes, never broken, nothing to fix. And I burst into tears. Um, I burst into tears because I had felt so broken for so long. And suddenly there was just this little glimmer of light. There was like this little, like this little thread of hope that I could just like grab hold of, I could just hold on to. Like I knew that was truth. I knew it. Even in like the darkest moments, even, even thinking and being told that I was very, very broken, I knew there was truth in the fact. And I just 
became open to that possibility. Open to the possibility that I was never broken and there was nothing to fix. So I wanted to understand more. I wanted to know, you know, how, how, how is it that I'm not broken? How is it that I don't have to fix myself? Like the relief, the relief that came with that possibility, the relief of, Nikki, what if you don't have to fix yourself? What if there isn't anything that you have to do anymore? You don't have to take any more medication if you don't want to. If you want to, that's okay. You don't have to see any more therapists if you don't want to. You don't have to keep searching outside of yourself for the things that you need to find in order to fix you because you're already fixed. The idea of your brokenness is an idea that is created in your personal thinking. This is a key point, guys. Just to let you know, this is this, you're getting to the heart of what we're talking about. It's in your thinking, and you know that. Come on, I know you know that. We all know that, but we disregard it. <laughs> you know, we got other information that says something different. Okay. So, you know, that was kind of something curious. You know, that was something that made me really curious you know this this concept of thought now this concept of thought in the world of psychology is that it is our job to change it you know cbt um is all about you know going through different kind of strategies and sort of techniques in order to change the way you think nlp is like about well like why don't you put that in that box and you can make it bigger and you can make it smaller and but what if there isn't anything that you actually have to do? Because none of that thinking means anything about you. What if there's a difference, a separation between your personal thinking and who you really are? And that was like, that was like the I don't have to pay attention to my thinking. I don't have to listen to it. Now, all of that negative, um, yeah, you know, horrible, like the horrible dialogue that I had about myself, I don't have to listen to that. And, and I don't have to listen to that because actually there's something really, really, really beautiful and really amazing. And if you disconnect from that and connect with this other thing, then that's, that that noise is just not going to seem so important anymore. It's not going to be front page news. And my anxiety and my depression and my OCD and my panic disorder and all of the labels that were given me have been front page news for so long in my life. And suddenly I was open to the possibility that it didn't have to be and I didn't even have to. Not only was it not front page news, but I don't even have to read the article. I don't even have to look at the headline. And so like, and so I kind of went on my own spiritual, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't really matter. Like, I, I don't know, like understanding of Nikki journey. 
and then went and did like a, a, a training in this and and now rather than have clients that I work with on a psychological kind of modality a mainframe they they come to me and it's you know they come to me and they want to talk about anxiety and depression because like I can like I you know I know a lot <laughs> I know a lot about that but I'm always more interested in let's talk about who you really are do you know who you really are before thought so that thought that you are an anxious person, that thought that you suffer with addiction, that thought that you have panic attacks, or however real that feeling may be, because thought creates feeling, like we know that, there's something far, far, far more amazing, far more interesting and far more useful to look at. Like, Why don't we go there? And for me, that's about the universal intelligence, the universal intelligence that that turns day to night, that like makes the leaves fall off the tree and then the buds come in springtime. Like who tells the trees to do that? They, it just happens, right? You know, that the bulbs come out in spring. No one's like, it just happens. The, the tides that come in and out and, and, you know, bring the little fish in so that the big fish can feed on them. All of that intelligence and all of that wisdom is in me because I'm I'm a living thing too. Like, so if I've got the intelligence and the wisdom that runs the entire world and planets, the universe, why do I need to be worried about a little tiny human experience with a name of anxiety? I, I, I don't need to worry about that. I'm okay. And I read something today, actually, and it kind of made me think. It's like the principles, these kind of principles of thought, consciousness, and mind, they don't, they don't teach us how to make the world work, you know, like other kind of psychological interventions teach you how, what you've got to do in order to make the world work for you. They teach you how the world works. And, and the mess. And the mess. Yeah. And in understanding how that works. You're always okay. It's like a tool, guys. You have a hammer, and if you hammer in the wrong way, and you say, this hammer is no good, and then someone says, turn the hammer around and take the steel head and hit it against the nail, you go, oh, this works perfectly. That's all. It's a tool. We have tools. God or universal mind or whatever word. Mind in our definition is just a psychological word for God. And the God everywhere and the God in you, both. Not, you gotta include yourself in God or else you ain't getting the true picture. You are part of this universe. I, as far as I know, I'm still alive. Alive with BS or alive with the good stuff, the truth, the fact of life. 
How does it work, guys? It does work a certain way. Seems to work pretty good, except for human beings who seem to go the wrong way. We're yeah, the because the, pick, the world. Yeah, no. they pick the hammer up the wrong way, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I had the hammer in my hand the wrong way for like nearly fifteen years. No wonder, like no wonder, nothing seemed to work. The, the thing that I want to kind of say that I think is really, really important is this understanding isn't um, it isn't something that's going to bring some kind of Zen like existence where um, <clears throat> the myriad of human experiences just don't occur. occur. That, that's like not going to happen. Like I get anxious. I get down, I get sad, I get angry, like I'm a human being and, and I experience all of those things. It's just, it doesn't bother me. I don't make it about me. I don't give myself that label. And because I'm just kind of like, the experience comes in with the thought, it's created through my consciousness, wherever that may be, this like elevator and moods, you know, I kind of notice it. I might feel it in my body and then it's gone. Like I, I, it's just like, oh, onto, you know, like, like the traffic on the roads, you know, I can stand on the curb and watch all the cars go by. And, and each car has like a sadness, depression, anxiety, panic, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, there's anxiety. Oh, there's panic. Oh, there's joy. You know, it's just, I, I don't need to stop the car, get in, and go for a drive in the car named Anxiety. I, I just like, just see. You see, guys, here's something really interesting. I wrote this book called Evolution of Addiction Recovery. What's it about? It says, what? it's not about addiction. It's about happiness and contentment. The answer to addiction, happiness and contentment. People say, well, how can you lead the mental health group? Well, I say, well, I don't teach mental illness. <laughs> I don't know anything about mental illness. The doctors know a lot. The, name, the, the person that Nikki mentioned, Dr. Bill Pettit, who is a three principles psychiatrist, uh, he said, I spent 26 years learning about mental illness. I did not spend one minute learning about mental health. These people are experts in the mess, but they don't know about happiness and contentment. And let me tell you a little secret. At 65, I was broke. Everything was a mess, except I knew something. I did know something. And I decided the hell with it. I'm gonna get happy and content. And for four years, all I did was get happy and content. 90% of my bad habits dropped away without me working on them. See the problem? You're working on your problem, creating more mess. It's kind of like a, a boat. You're in a rowboat and the water's spurting out and you decide to put more holes in the, in the boat to let the water out. And what does it do? It creates more water. You want to get to land and be free. Stop creating your mess. And how do you create your mess? 
as Nikki is suggesting, you get in the wrong car and you think about it and you think about it. Have you ever solved anything thinking about it? Well, yeah, how to build a bridge. But emotions? I haven't figured it out yet. But with the principles, bulletproof, you know where to go. And where do you go? You just head. You can't control life, guys. Every client, I have clients in every spectrum of the universe that you could possibly, they all have one problem. Nobody has more than one problem. They don't like their thinking, and how can they control it? And guess what? The first thing you have to tell them the bad news, you can't control it. If you're not thinking, you're not alive. So you better get to understand the role of thought. How does it work? How does it really work? How does the hammer hit the nail on the head? And since I keep going with the other hand, what should I do? And if you're going to follow somebody else, you're just a puppet. Just a puppet with no power. It's easy, but it doesn't work. The answer is always inside. Sorry, you got to solve your own puzzle. What a pain in the butt. So much easier giving it away to somebody else. So let's hear Mr. Joe Fletcher. Joe is the communication manager of, of the uh, mental health transformations. And he has provided a lot of energy. We would not be on this show without Joe. And it's part of the team. That's right. He's the reason we're here. You're not me. That's, we're using the talents. You can feel Nikki has talent, wisdom to help people. Guess what? In a way I cannot. That's the way it works, guys. Trust your own feelings to find who's good for you. Who's your friend? Who's your lover? Who's your, your thing? Whatever it is. Okay, Joe. Okay, thank you, Nikki, and thank you, Harry, and thanks for having us on. Uh, yes, I was... Um diagnosed with chronic fatigue when I was a child and um, kind of had a lot of anxiety and obsessions and so kind of spent most of my childhood and kind of my early adulthood um, either sleeping or kind of running the past through my head or the future or kind of interpreting every situation in a negative way and so it was either asleep or kind of constantly running this through my mind all the time and so I was living my life um, like this and I had kind of different therapies and kind of um, like Nikki, the cognitive behavioral, which was kind of talking about thoughts and then giving you different models and reasons. And it was kind of like I was battling my thoughts, really. And um, I even saw a video recently of um, two Tasmanian devils, which are kind of these really vicious creatures, like battling each other. And it felt like that in my head, that I would try and battle these thoughts and it would just kind of cause more exhaustion. And so I kind of went through my whole life like this, really and kind of um, doing things, but then always kind of getting really anxious again and then having to talk to my mum and get reassurance, but never quite believing. And I was always like really pessimistic, sort of glass half empty. And then it was at the beginning of a lockdown, I found a book that um, someone I was in a group I was in just kind of suggested. And I tried reading it a couple of years before, but I didn't really get it that time. But it was just because I knew we was going to have um, kind of like a lot of spare time. I just thought I'd start reading again. And just for some reason, I picked this book up and it talked about thought and how we think we're a camera capturing thought when really we're with the projector projecting thought out. And then it just really hit me then that actually my whole life, it was my thinking that had caused 
my issues and I believed them to be true. And then it was just something that really kind of hit deep and I really wanted to find out more. And I saw Sidney Spank's name mentioned in the book. So I thought I'd check him out on YouTube. And that's when I heard him say about how we really all live in mental health, but just don't realize it. And then it was just something really touched me inside that. I mean, I've been told before by doctors that I'd never get well again. And then it was kind of, I'd accepted that was it. And kind of, well, this life would just kind of help. Maybe I'd get the invent a miracle cure or something. But then to hear that, that actually, it was just a concept that I was ill. And really, I had this hope in me. And so then I kind of completely shifted as a person from being, as I say, really pessimistic about everything. Suddenly everything became hopeful and bright and beautiful. And so I was going through this, but I was still kind of getting the anxiety sometimes. And then um, I suddenly asked something about anxiety and then I got hit. It was almost kind of like a voice came with inside me and I was just feeling this pure energy, sort of pure love. And then after that, my mind kind of really sped up really, really fast. Kind of, I saw it as like when you um, ran your foot down on a car in neutral and the needle was just redlining. And so I was going through this and I couldn't sit still. I couldn't read. I couldn't anything. My mum was just shooting off. And so I was trying all these different methods just to try and get myself out of it, try and tie chi and exercising. And it would kind of slow it down a little, but then it would speed up again. And um, like Nikki, I'd heard Dr. Bill Pettit, and he talked a lot about alarm systems, how these different things were alarm systems for our mental stress. And so, so I've got just it in. Yeah, just sec, Joe, to slow yeah, down. Sure. Explain that a little more. That's, yeah, sure, that's yeah. a pretty big concept for these guys who've never heard. Yeah, so so when you get into um into your mind and you're getting stressed out by your head, you're thinking, and um your body will start letting you know, and it'll start letting you know a little kind of quiet kind of tap on your shoulder and i noticed for me i would start pacing around or tapping on my hand and then it would get louder and louder like an alarm and so it would start getting for me it would start getting in my head i can start feeling feelings in my head then i'll start getting anxious depressed and it's all the system letting you know that you believe in what's in your head and you're getting stressed out by it and you're creating these stories and so then when i had that and i was getting this kind of like i say these um my head was going everywhere and then I was kind of thinking I had this enlightenment but I felt terrible and I was just getting more and more anxious and then out of nowhere just this new thought came remembering what Dr Pettit said that no this is not an enlightenment and enlightenment's a beautiful experience this is your thinking doing this and then like that my, my thinking just came right down like someone just instantly taking their foot off the pedal and so then after that I was still getting like a feeling in my brain and it was kind of like a pain but before you actually feel the pain so it was like not hurting but the same feeling and like i said I, it, my mind kept going back to a video i'd seen by dr bill pettit about the alarm systems and i would just naturally notice it and then every time i notice it the feeling would just go and then probably about five six times it would come back but then i'd notice it again and then it would go again and so then i was kind of slowed so much down then and then it was i saw a um, video of three principles um, from an indigenous perspective and it really caught my eye because I was kind of interested in indigenous philosophies or ideals and the spiritual as well so I went on to that and then I asked this question about my experience because I thought it was this negative and it kind of seemed like all these diagnosis type experience and I asked Harry about it and he gave me a whole new perspective because he said it was a spiritual gift and that it was a positive 
and then it was kind of like I thought wow yes and then so rather than being a negative it seemed like actually it was kind of a positive thing for me and that was when I was invited to the group and so I came along to that and then I could see these other people hearing speaking truth and that would really touch me inside and I would feel that and then it would give me a whole new kind of understanding and whereas groups before I would like have some negative thing I want to talk about and they'd come along and it'd be like poor you and isn't this terrible and that would kind of drag me more into it this was talking truth and when you hear truth I didn't even need to talk about the negative things that happened because I would just feel the positive feelings inside again and they would just go on their own and it's kind of I mean the way I see it now is that I kind of get stuck in mud and then if you say isn't that mud so terrible and they would talk about the mud and that rather than saying well, actually, you can climb out of the mud and be happy again. And so then I could see this whole new way. And then I kind of discovered and it kind of came to me that what for me, what the principles are, is we're in this game with the ego or the intellectual mind. And it's always kind of like this computer that's tricking you and deceiving you with your thoughts. And to me, the principles is the rule book. Somebody suddenly gives you the rule book and says, you're in this game. And then you hold the whole new thing. So you're still playing the game with the ego and that. But now you know the rules and you know that actually you don't have to believe it. And I see kind of it kind of to me, it's like the films you see when the computer takes over. And if you see the ego like the computer. And so now it kind of it will still do it. But then I can say, oh, yeah, that's the ego again. Hello, ego. And you can kind of laugh at it or see it. It's, it's just pulling its little delusions. And then I see that actually who I really am is the silence behind that. And that when I go into that silence in any way, kind of, it can be meditation, it can be out walking, it can be doing poetry I like to do, any kind of quietness, and then thoughts drop away. And then I see, actually, that's why I, who I really am. And that's always healthy and always perfect. And I know that's always there. And even sometimes when I get into trouble still in my mind and that, and I might get caught for a while, I know that's always behind there still. And that beauty and that health is there. And it can never be broken or damaged. It's just a temporary. I've got stuck in the game with the ego again. And then every time I kind of do suffer, it's because I haven't seen that and I've forgotten it. And then it reminds me again that, oh, yeah, I've got stuck in that little game again. I'm in there again. But I'll come out of it again. And it's letting it go and not fighting it. Because every time I fight it, it'll fight back. Because then it's the ego fighting the ego. And it likes to play that little game of like it can solve itself. And stress, I know it can't. Stress, stress, he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And then I know that actually it's just letting it go and letting the universe of what we are naturally take us back there. And when I do that, it takes me back to the silence. And then that's where my healing is. And it's always in the quietness. And it's always the hope that gives me that whatever happens, I always go back to that. And it's it's like a little treasure chest inside you that always opens again. Now, notice, guys, how different all three of us are. You notice we don't sound like each other. We're all talking about the same thing, but we're talking from our unique, your unique is what we're trying to emphasize. Each one of you are unique. You have to find the way you express truth. The beauty of the group is all six sound totally different. We're not sounding like puppets of each other, learning a mantra or something like that. We are speaking from our own experience that's the teaching nikki was talking from her feeling joe from his i from mine we're different i'm not trying to tell them how to how to live 
but I am telling them that you should have a nice feeling when you do it. That I am sick. The nice feeling allows you to you to touch your unlimited potential. Not just fix your problem. That's where the world is stuck. Problem, problem, problem. I fixed my problem. Let's go into the past and fix my problem. No answer there, boys. That's already happened. It's in the now. Oh, that's all the mystics say that. How dare you, who is not a mystic, say that? Well, I can say it because it's true. So can you. You're no, you're no different than the mystics, guys. You just haven't tapped into the truth as as clearly as they have. I was just going to say there's nothing to fix because we're always whole and we just temporarily get lost in that story. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was 25, I did a Warner Earhart landmark seminar. Um, and I remember it was all about who are you without your story, which could be who are you without your thoughts. And uh, it was really powerful for me, so freeing. And that really changed my life. And, you know, I, for my experience was I... I was like, I, you know, I came from an Italian family. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of fighting all the time. So for me, once I did that seminar, I sort of feel like I'm sort of creating stuff based on my story. And, you know, I, so I started to take responsibility for what I was creating. And, you know, but I still had to, my way of, uh, of doing this was sort of to do like a Tony Robbins and sort of try and overwrite the thinking, you know, like, you know, yeah, yeah. So, but then as I got older, I had the, I had the aha moment, but years later where, you know, I can choose to acknowledge my thoughts. I can choose to throw them away. I could just say, everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, it's about perception and about seeing that. But I was sort of wondering, they say in the first set, you know, let's, I don't want to go psychology and I'm not a psychologist, but there's a theory that, you know, we come into this world and our brain, our hard drive is empty and we're getting downloads for the first seven years. And maybe we sympathetically through coordinated resonance or whatever, we pick up habits, anxiety from our parents and stuff like that. So by the time we're seven, they say we're already programmed. You know, we have our rituals and our things. And now I know you are totally against that, but I'm just curious if there is, a, there is, you know, uh, is everyone in the same exact boat with their programming? And it's just a myth that depends on the family you grew up in, that you could have, you know, good programming or bad programming? Can I, can I answer that? <laughs> um, so from personal experience, um, as I kind of mentioned, I grew up never knowing my dad and my mum was physically and mentally abusive and very absent. It was just me. I um, I kind of brought myself up, really. I had no aunts, uncles, grandparents, uh, no significant family. Um, and there was a lot of what would now be labelled as trauma. There were a lot of events that um, for any child you could say um, 
would be kind of creating the, the hard drive. Um, the interesting thing was, though, that, and this is just something that I've reflected on recently. So actually in the moment, so when I was a child, when, when those things were actually happening, I was really happy, confident, bright, sporty, clever, popular kid. Like I was always out doing stuff, loads of friends, like always happy. Like, but these at home, these re, you know, really horrific at times things were happening to me. Fast forward to kind of adulthood, and you know, I, I start to ex Oh, we lost. Her. I don't know. I don't know if I lost you then for a second or yeah, am I back? You're back. Okay, sorry. So yeah. Fast forward to adulthood, um, I then go into therapy and I'm asked to kind of talk about my childhood. And so I talk about the things that happened and they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is why. Because, you know, all of these happened to you when you were a very small child. And so, like, it was, you know, of course you were going to have all of this. Fast forward to now, <laughs> like, or a few years ago, when I kind of start, like, I feel like I woke up again. Like, I was awake when I was seven I fell asleep for 15 years I woke up and I see that like we can actually like, we can make what how we're meant to be in order to find that place of, of love and peace is to just experience in the moment in the moment in the moment in the moment you know and ride the highs and lows what we do what we we get ourselves into trouble when we bring the past experiences into the now and we kind of look at them and go, okay, well, because this happened to me when I was a kid, that's why, you know, that's why I'm the way I am, that's why I'm depressed, that's why I'm anxious, that's why I, I can't go out, that's, you know. No, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, you're only experiencing that trauma because you're thinking about it again. So, so like this analogy that I kind of have was I had all of the trauma from my childhood in these books, these really old books. And I would, when I was really struggling, I, I would get them down daily and read them and read them and read them because I felt like the answers were there. The answers as to why I was broken were in the stories of my childhood in my early years. And because that's kind of what modern day psychology tells us that, you know, well, it's the relationship with your mother or, the, you know, your absent dad or like the trauma or I, I kind of wake up <laughs> and I realize that I don't ever have to get the books off the shelf again. I don't have to ever read them again. And none of the answers that I seek are ever going to be in those books anyway because they are stories of things that happened long ago. I can't experience them as they really happened because I'm not seven. And actually the only way we're meant to experience life is in the now, is the moment that we have everything that we need in order to navigate whatever life throws at us, always. Never broken, nothing to fix. It's kind of like, so when those really awful things were happening to me, Interestingly, I was okay. When they weren't happening to me, interestingly, I started to relive them, I wasn't okay. 
they're not happening to me now and I don't think about them, I'm okay. And what you want to see, like when I'm in the, in the field of addiction, people are always talking about fixing the addiction. I never talk about that. It's, so then a guy like Gabor Mate comes along and he goes a little bit deeper. He says trauma is causing the addiction. That's pointing it to the human condition. He's wrong too. He's not deep enough. Not trauma that's causing the addiction. What's causing the trauma? And if you break it all the way back, the indigenous have a phrase, first cause, not ninth cause, guys. Not ninth, first cause. If you go to first cause, guess what's going to happen? Healing, because you're great at the source. And what's first cause? What Nikki's talking about, thought about the past. So yes, Steve, you are a product of your past until you wake up and realize you can, you're a person not restricted by your past. Someone says to me, oh, I was an alcoholic because I'm the last kid in a big family of 12. And the next person says, I'm an alcoholic in a big family, but I was the firstborn. And that was stressful. Another person says, I was an only child. And my that's the reason I'm an alcoholic. And then they talk about, well, they're an alcoholic. That I went to the hospital in an emergency. They didn't treat me well. Outside, 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 outside. Oh, this person makes me angry. It's their fault. This country makes me angry. It's their fault. They should change. Can you see it? They yep. will not change. Victim Steve. perpetrator. Only one person can change, Steve. You wake up to the fact of who you are. And who you are, this is the joke. Just an ordinary guy. <laughs> yeah. Also a spiritual connection. Ruby has a beautiful phrase, Muslim, who's beautiful mystic. You are not a drop in the ocean. You are an ocean in a drop. Where's the past in that? You are. Mm. That's a fact he just stated. Yeah. You could pretend. I mean, take my word for it. The world does a lot of pretending. And what do they pretend the most? I'm perfect. I haven't noticed it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen one yet. I'm not perfect. It was good yeah. to recognize that. What was my problem with being unsuccessful? I was too ambitious. Well, the world says it's good to be ambitious. Well, it destroyed me. When I relaxed and didn't care, money came. Well, how come? When I go to, do, I go to the bank, I have a business, I go to the bank, do everything the bank says. Da, 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 da. No, you don't get the money. You go, well, I did everything you said. Oh, it's a different game. You've got to bullshit them. So I told them a story. I went to the bank. I had, I said, I got to get more money. My business needs more money. And I was looked around and they were doing all this construction. I went to the bank manager and says, well, I've been remodeling my office 
and uh, I went over budget. He says, I can relate to that. Approved. <laughs> it's a game, guys. Yeah. You're taking it yeah. too seriously. Yep. Yeah. You are taking your life too seriously. Relax. Start having some fun. Take it easy, man. It's not going to get anything done by being serious. Yes, you'll have more stress. Yes, you'll be less creative. Yes, you'll be more bummed out. Yes, you'll be more disappointed. And worst of all, you know, your clarity is gone because you're serious. And then you relax and you go, oh, I'm still harmed, except I'm relaxed. Well, which one do you like? Stressed out harmed or relaxed harmed? Which one, Harmit? Well, um, it's a very good question because um, <laughs> because uh, I uh, when I, when I'm listening when I when I'm listening to you, I remember uh, Thomas Edison who said, uh, "I have not failed. I've just found ten thousand ways that won't work." And uh, what you are talking about is uh, only not to judge your situation in which you are. Or the it's all about let's say it this way we are we we are in life like inventors we want to we are creators we are not uh, yeah we are creators we want to do something we want to play with our creativity and we want to create something and if something doesn't work so we haven't we we haven't found a way that it failed and an engineer if he wants to invent an engine he never uh, began to get angry about him that he was uh, so stupid to make go this way, but he he's looking for another way, very in a neutral way, and that's that's the way to be in the now. Yeah, as a German, I see it more from a from a perspective of a battle or of a warrior. Uh, if uh, let's say it this way, I don't have time for this BS. Yeah, because um, um, we are living in very different times right now, and. Uh, we have to be in the now moment and we have to uh, go our own way, like my podcast. And um, this is so, I found, for example, a couple of days, I found out that I have the, um, that I asked my question, only one question, what is my next step? Because we all are used to make, to, to ask Google. And if we ask Google, we, we know it and then everything is fine. And then we go to the next and I'll, ask Google the next question. But uh, the interesting thing is life is like Google. But in the moment when I ask my, if I ask myself, what is my next step, then the life will show like Google what my next step is and it will create something in my life. Yeah. Um, what I see, let's say, what I perceive concerning, but I also um, feel anxiety, nothing nothing bad about anxiety. I know I know how it is to be anxious, of course. But uh, it also, it's important to understand what is courage about. And we live in a society, for example, especially right now concerning this, um, this, uh, let's say, this illness thing here on this planet, that many people get so anxious or that they are, let's say, harmony addicted 
that they don't have the courage to see the truth and to go through the anxiety, anxiety in order to see the truth so that they can follow uh, their own way. So uh, subconsciously, they are completely programmed. And in my opinion, let's say it this way, um, there is a force who works systematically. And this force who works systematically, you can see, for example, in the, in the Joe Biden report from 1956, who has, who has analyzed how China and North Korea have um, transferred, transformed a freedom society to a communist society by isolation, giving the, pre giving the feeling for uh, presence all over uh, the whole time, control, making the people bored and all that stuff. So we are working, this, this, the system is not only in, in China, it was not only used in China, it was also used in the Western world, in the universities, in the school systems. So the people, uh, this is, the, this is uh, called the demoralization. So the people have learned to demoralize, demoralize themselves in order to get successful in society. What about yourself? Uh, I forget, Harmut. How are you doing to demoralize yourself? I mean, it, it, you, you just because we know that if it's happening globally, we're doing it personally as well. Yes. So how are you doing that? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you the answer you're thinking. So there, just to make it simple. Uh, it's... Um, if once you see the effects of thinking, the, the, the way that thought works, here's the secret. Let me tell you a little experience I had. Just yes. a little spiritual. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the top of the mountain with Sidney Banks, and he says, ask me any question. I'm going to answer your question, so you lit, but you got to hear it, Armit. Not with your intellect, by the way. Shut that bullshit up. This is yeah. a, this is a hollow bones is an indigenous phrase. That's how you listen. You're hollow. Thinking, the pollution, pollution, no good. I, I mean, it's the way we are. So don't get me wrong, but it's not healthy. So. So I'm on the, and he says, ask me any question. And I ask him the spiritual questions, 10 of them, and he answers every question. And then he says, remember, he's enlightened. He's not just a bullshitter like I am. You know, he's, he knows what he's talking about. And he, he's, he says, and it's all, and it's all one. I go, isn't this interesting? He, uh, he answers a question and then says, it's all one. It's all interconnected quantum physics it's all inter intermingled i go oh that's interesting because i just answered the question and then i asked this a question i can't remember now here's the insight that awaken joe awaken nikki but not this insight the description just the energy of this insight her their energy their description is totally different and here's what i saw visibly now, this is not your type of experience, Har Harmut, but it is a fact. Visibly, I saw the thought physically go out of my mouth, 
Go out into the abyss. I'm on the top of a mountain. Into nothingness. And boomerang back into me as a feeling. And I said, who the heck is causing all my suffering? This boomerang is causing. My thought goes out. And if it's a beautiful thought, what boomerangs back in? What type of feeling? Mm. And when it's a stinky thought or a negative thought, what type of feeling comes back in? Oh, and what does it always lead to? Suffering. And what is the purpose of suffering? Buddhist teaching. I don't know. If purpose of suffering is to develop compassion in you for other people who suffer so that you know what they're going through. It's all intermingled. What's happening in the world is happening in you. You change you, you're helping the world. It boomerangs out. It domino effects out. Changes the level of consciousness of people who come in contact with you. You get happy. You'll teach us. So, uh, good story, eh? Yeah. So this yeah. means uh, yeah. to transform, let's say, transform the energy in a positive way, and you put what what you put out comes back. Your and then your your brain stores that because it's a computer. It stores it and feeds it back. So every time you have that feel, that's why people say. These triggers are controlling me. It's your brain shooting back what you have trained it to shoot back. You have trained. The answer to your question, Steve, it's just conditioned thinking. You're conditioned. That's what ego is. You're conditioned to believe. And you believe. <laughs> and then one day you wake up and go, like Nikki says, <clears throat> So do you, is there a shortcut? Do you, have to have, do you have to have an ego death or do shadow work to have this epiphany that there's nothing to fix? Go ahead, Nikki. Give it a, give it a 10 <laughs> No, I, I, um, like this is how we're born. Um, we already are. Yeah, we already are. Like there is no, there was, there's, there, for me, there was no epiphany. You know, I was, as a kid, despite everything was happening, I was, I was like that. I was, you know, I was as we are meant to be, as we are created. It's just I fell asleep for a long, long time. And then, and then I just woke up again and that's, and that just happened, you know. There's, there's a theory that you have to, you know, you can't spiritual bypass. You got to do the shadow work. You got to heal the inner uh, child. No time, no time. You are doing the shadow work already. You're living. You're. That's the joke. You're doing. God has designed this perfectly for you. This is what you need: the suffering, the bullshit, the the the, the, the ego. The, the yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's. I'll give you a simple example. I have. You know, there's uncertainty in the world. There's a bunch of psychopaths, you know, with their puppets and their minions. And I have some things, investments. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, my ego can create these crazy scenarios. And I'm like, You're, I'm like, that is an amazing story you just made up. And as soon as I see it like that, I can throw it away. And then 
Yeah. It's over. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. That's all we're talking about. Access your own wisdom. 100% correct. Then there's Check another theory for me. Part. I mean, a gratitude and stop, you know, stop making everything wrong. Stop judging, going, being silent, cease your thoughts. And but coming from a place of gratitude and uh, and, you know, for me, it's like, like you say, going within brings you to the now. For me, I do breathing exercises and it's it quiets my mind. But like you said, you're never going to shut off. It's like there's a theory like with Eckhart Tolle, you can stop thinking, you know. No, he's and, not. He's not saying you, you're, you, you can't stop thinking, but you can go to the state of no thought. It's a yeah. It's a, it's there. There is that moment, that defining moment, where the ego stops, and yeah. that's when the light comes in. Yes, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful dichotomy because, on the one hand, uh, you know, having gratitude, like in a sense, wanting for nothing, in a sense, uh, you know, nothing really matters, but it does. It gives you the opportunity to flip the coin and say, I can create anything I want and not make it wrong. Well, no, you don't do it like that because that's still you doing it. You're not okay. doing it. Spirit's doing it. What okay. it is is you're, you're, you're accepting spirit is doing it. So the mirror... Yeah. The, the, right. Okay. Now, I was going to say there's this thing I can never fully get my hands around, but it kind of is a bit scary that if someone's spiraling in their thoughts, they say that you vibrate and the, the universe is a mirror. Like you said, you sent that thought out and it hits you right back in the head. Um, so is it true that if someone is spiraling in their dark thoughts, that they're, that's the vibration they're going to bring back to themselves, more of it? Unless they have a realization. And then, of course, it's the, it becomes the greatest experience of their life because it was what took them to the realization. You see when I had a realization, I loved the mess I had created because I knew I couldn't have arrived here without that. No way. Yeah. I had to learn, 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 learn. I was, we're not all starting at the same spot. We, you got individual things, you life skills and intellectual skills and spiritual skills and mystical skills. Harmit, you're a mystical person. I don't care how scientific you are. You've got mystical gifts. Women call it intuition. Right, Grace? Ah, I think, tell people what intuition I think she, is. Intuition is, well, and the guy goes, yes. what, what is it like this? If I do this, that's not intuition. If you're thinking about it, it's not intuition. You know, I just wanted to come back if it's okay. You know, um, Steve, you were talking about the this um, no thought or how you know the 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 thing of no thought, and and I'm just thinking back to kind of my experience of like learning to meditate. Actually, what I what I have now learned about the the, the experience of no thought and, and meditation is like it happens all the time throughout my day without me even trying. Like it's it's actually my natural state. I'm I'm doing I'm just uh, walking my dogs. Like I, and people I think oh well yes you're right. And it, I could be emptying the tumble dryer, and like I notice that 
I kind of, it's almost like I wake up, I folded the entire contents of the tumble dryer, but I don't remember folding anything or like my mind was empty, you know? I can be, I'm stacking the dishwasher and exactly the same thing happens or I'm chopping vegetables and preparing a meal and then suddenly I kind of like in thought again and I realized I was in a state of no thought. You know, but I didn't have to go on a course. I didn't have to learn. I didn't have to sit for hours and hours and hours listening to people and lighting justice. Like it's in me. I have it in me already. That the ability to fall into that space and actually it happens to all of us throughout the day and we don't even notice it. Because we think it's something that happens when we're cross-legged in silence with candles and it's it's not. It's just naturally a part of us. I would like to add something to this because um, meditation is also um, if I was if I'm sitting in, for example, uh, on a chair and think what I want to have and connecting the dots in my life in order to get it. This is also meditation because then I create then I create the picture of what I want to have. It's the meditative state of consciousness that allows you to put all the dots together. It's not meditation, it's a meditative state of consciousness. It's a space that has allowed you to do that. You can only put the dots together when you're in that space. Ah, so then, that, but this is, but when I'm in the space, I'm meditating at the same time, right? Yeah, it's a meditative state of consciousness. Yes. Um, and that's the purpose of meditation, not the technique of how long you can sit with your knees hurting. Yes. But also what you, what, you, what you say about creating is the um, intellect loves to think it can control or what we call the ego. And so it will think we can control our life and we can influence our life by thinking it. No, it's not, and, it's uh, not uh, control. Uh, it's not control. It's more, yeah. it's more it's allowing. And creating yeah. and then go in the reality and look what's happening. It's like like the invention of the mm. light bulb. Yeah. This is this yeah. is uh, yeah. I understand what you're talking about. But uh, uh, on the on the other hand, on the other hand, um, I, tr I try to see things also globally and um, and also <laughs> from the history. And the interesting thing is, for example, especially in Germany and all the um, let's say the the world wars and all these historic things. They have traumatized families over generations. Yeah, intergenerational trauma. Uh, look at, I'm Jewish. They're still suffering from, you know, the Holocaust and all that stuff. They don't talk about it, but you can see it. Ooh, yeah, we got I, I can tell you a story. I heard um, Bill Pettit say that exactly speaks to that. And it was um, his late colleague was at Auschwitz, a um, psychologist. And he saw that um, some of the um, people have been released. There was this one little group. And they were like really happy and really bright and as happy as anyone on the street. And they couldn't understand why this guy, these people were like that. And so they went to him and asked them. And they said it was because of Crazy Bob. And it was this one guy who was, um, he was in this village in Romania. And because he could speak several languages, they let him live. But they machine gunned his whole village and his wife and four sons. And he felt this hate for them and that. And then at that moment, he realized that that hate he was feeling for them soldiers was the same hates that had just killed his family. And then he could just let that go and realize that actually there's innocence in everything. It was the hate. And he was feeling the same hate. And then he could see it in a whole new light. And it's that you see. Brilliant, yes. Brilliant story. So where does that, uh, the, the New Age movement 
uh, intellectually speaking, is sort of like, oh, everything's okay. You know, he contracted that. This it was all meant to be, and you know, stuff like that. So, in in, in this matrix, there's an aspect that okay, well, you, I mean, no one, you do need money at some point. You can't just sit there. So, how do you balance, you know, com- competition and sort of not really, not, you know, being a Jesus like, you know. You can that's, shoot me and I won't defend myself. That's where the ordinariness comes in. You're just a, a human being, an ordinary human being. That's, that's, see, you see a lot of people who have had a spiritual insight, but they can't handle the downs or the disappointments in their life because they, they, it's tough. It's a balance. See, you can see being ordinary balances being supreme. If you're only supreme, Guess what you have? Big head. If you yeah. if you don't see spiritual, you have a tendency to to well you know get caught up in egocentric. I am doing creating. Why don't I am rich? Why aren't other people rich? You know type of thing. You know that type of mentality. You know the ordinary, I, I love, ordinary, I love excuse me, let me, the ordinariness is the most important thing. Because with that, you have gratitude when you see that God, spirit, uh, universal energy, whatever word love pours through you naturally, like Nikki says, the state of when that pours through you naturally, you have natural gratitude. Oh, God, if it was just my head, oh, God, that would be what a mess. I already know what a mess that is. Oh. It would be so limiting. You know, as soon as you get together with another person, what's the purpose of the show? To share common wisdom. That's the purpose of the show. Not Harry's wisdom. Even Harry's wisdom is limited by his own bullshit. Do you guys have, I have a question. Do you guys have like a recommended um, daily habits for people who may want, who are struggling right now. Um, I am very familiar with um, those people who live in a group home. And yes, that's why they're in a group home and they're forever under the care of psychiatrists, psychologists, and yeah. So even with me having a conversation with them as a nurse, I'm like, who? It's kind of like you, even if I tell them, stop going back to, because they always go back to the past. You know, so for for those who are in that position, um, do you have any common recommendations, just a daily, a daily habit, or that, does that help? Uh, well, I, would, I would say like, so the thing about this, the great thing about this is there are there are no strategies or techniques because um, there isn't anything to learn because you have everything you need. It's you were born with it. We were all born in perfect mental wellness. The only kind of daily habit that is really really helpful is to ditch the ego, ditch connecting with that front page story and get interested in who we are. So in a group like that, like if I was with that group, I would just go, I would wanna talk, I would wanna talk to them about who, who, who you really are. Did you know who you really are? 
like underneath the story, stories of the past, you know, because I can sit here and bore you to tears for hours and hours about my stories of the past, but trust me, we're all going to walk out of here feeling really crap. But if we kind of spend an hour talking about who you really are and how you were created, like, then everything is just going to be lifted. A personal story that means something to you is what she's talking about, Grace. You have things that you have experienced that are much different than talking about book theory that we're, we're yapping about. We talk, the only impact about theory is it sets up the story of, and they're told to share stories that have helped them in their life. And you know that you can only talk when they let you. And you also know you can only talk as high as they'll let you go. So you can't, you don't, you're not here to teach them. You're here to share, but you want to give them hope, inspiration. You, the most, I'll tell you the secret. You want to know the secret to your question? Would you like that? $50, but I have to charge you. Okay, well, okay. For you, it's free, Trace. Yeah. You be happy. You be happy. That's the best story you could tell. And that feeling will, for those who are open to it, will they'll say, how come you feel good? You say, well, I had something that I see is important. And that, 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 that. Not what Nikki said, not what Harry said. You know, Grace, I am very committed to that. If a client is brought to me, God brings them to me. That's, I'm very, I really believe in that. I'm, I'm with Go ahead. I'm, no, I'm with you with that. Because um, I, I grew up in an indigenous community and um and I, that's the way i see the world and i like the picture of a wild flowers you know and the the the, the whole space is like a lot of wild flowers and wow what a beautiful picture and that's just like people that's just like the earth you know some of them can be thorny some of them may be looking like they're ready to die but it's the, the whole thing is beautiful. And when I tend to see situation, uh, although it's difficult, it's I can seem to see that there's always that connection to a higher, to a source that makes it more be beautiful, even if it's difficult. And it's been a while. I, I, build, I for, for, me, for many years, except just last year, I haven't, just last year, I haven't attended a formal um, Buddhist meditation group where we used to gather and for but three years before that I stopped buying book okay there's like because I didn't want anymore to to read in a way that I that could influence my direct knowing I wanted to have that direct knowing I wanted to have that direct experience so um I, you know I like what I'm hearing but I do know that, yeah, some people struggle a lot for that. Now, when you mention about the men, the, that the key is like 
happiness and contentment. That reminded me of my first Buddhist teacher and she passed away already. And she said she saw this advertisement of a husband, uh, a couple who went to the store, they want to buy a mattress. And then, so the husband keeps talking about like, okay, about all his problems. And then the wife was checking the, the, the mattress. The husband was having a conversation that, oh, by the way, I just lost my job. And the wife keeps saying, I'm okay with that. And then the, the, the husband again keeps talking all about his misery. And the wife keeps saying, I'm okay with that. Because she all she was doing is just laying on this comfortable bed. So my Buddhist teacher said that if that would be our attitude, that's like the key to contentment and happiness. It's just saying, I'm okay with that. So I, I although as a group of podcasters, we came together because we weren't part of us what was not okay with what's happening but then yes we have a lot of laughter and learning together to see that although we see all these things that we don't like that we, are, we feel that we are being controlled and being taken but within us is still that power that power that no matter what we will get through and we'll still be free. So it's so I'm glad that you're all here sharing. And yes, we're not a fan of any established or profession of going to the psychologist or psychiatrist forever. Because that's another thing that I noticed when I came to United States. Everyone seemed to be under a psychologist. I don't understand that. So. Yeah. Um. I have I have a final question. Um, uh, all this, let's say, okay, it is very important to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would say that I would get that. Yes. The interesting thing is, um, this is also be let's say taught in many spiritual schools. Yeah, it's nothing. Get your freedom. Nothing new. Yeah? Nothing new. Um, and in my opinion, um, the most, and, and I know many people, for example, oh, look, there are so much suffering places on this place, on this world. Please, let's be meditate, let's be love and send love and light to this place. Yes. And feel the energy. And that's yeah, it. Indigenous do that all the time. And this is, um, but my question is, where is the commitment because let's say it this way we had um in the 70s uh let's say a factory shall be closed yeah all workers come together get committed and say got it this is we don't close the factory we want to have to our jobs and this is a commitment between the people and now in this in this in this world of happiness and all that stuff the people are responsible for their own life and there is less commitment between the people there's among not, them. There's not less commitment. There's less people are feeling separate from each other. There's people are not coming together. We're not. We're yes. a global community, and everybody. So the values of life are based on selfishness, greed, and stuff that you're talking about when the level of consciousness rises of the individuals that like all that's happened in our group is 
levels of consciousness have come together and we want to work together. We're not even, we don't come from the back, same background, not even the same country, but mm -hmm. we levels of consciousness have resonated. When Joe heard what I said to him, he, it wasn't me. That was, that was love. That was a, 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 a message that poured through me that connected with him. He still was the one who had to hear it, but he heard it. And at that moment, we became, we wanted to work together. And that's, so you, your passions will take you in the right direction when your values are right. And when your values are based upon just economic concerns rather than human concerns, you're going to find yourself maybe rich, maybe even good about commitment, but you can't hear anybody who's suffering or who's who you need to help. What's the purpose of having money when you just absorb it for you and your family? It's not enough. Why not do some good with it? If you have a development, put a park in it. What's the big deal? Oh, I have to squash some more houses or townhouses into this area. No, no, it's not about maximum profit. It's about fair profit. It's about it's about helping people. You know, you and we need all these different talents. One of the most interesting projects I ever heard, people, people in Africa were not getting the villages were not getting food and they went to Richard Branson and and they came, and they and and they came to him and he said business people never have any good ideas never but we can organize like you have cannot believe you come to me with a good, with the problem i can find i can organize so he got all these motorcycles and all the food went into the villages he says that's what we're good at but if the person who was at the grassroots level didn't come to him and describe to him what the problem was, he never would have figured it out. Business people are good at certain things, but the problem is they're, they're ruled by the wrong values. The reason you're in business, it's a creative, beautiful thing. We need money and stuff to circulate around this universe. But to hurt people because you're the boss. That's that's a lot of karma. No offense, but you're messing up a lot of people's heads. And worse yet, you're wrecking your kids' heads by teaching them the wrong values. It's like parents say, do this, but I won't do it. You know, mm -hmm. that's no good. We have the purpose of the three principles this is indigenous teaching now. The purpose of the three principles, the three principles, spiritual principles of psychology that teaches us how the mind works, the purpose is to be a better human being. That's the purpose. That's indigenous teaching. All that spiritual stuff and all the connection, because you'll be a better human being. Why does Nikki like herself with that big smile? She's a better human being. Look at Joe. Joe is a nervous wreck. Look at him. He's a better human being. And who, who has, has great ideas. Great ideas. Was, I was going to say as well what Hermit said. I mean, there's a difference, isn't there? Because if you come from a place of anger or hate and you gather, then you cause more problems. But if you're coming from a place of love and compassion, 
and you get together. I mean, two of some of the biggest examples were Martin Luther King, uh, Nelson Mandela and Gandhi, who made the, some of the biggest impact in the world, and they all preach peace and harmony. And so that's the difference, isn't it? When you work on yourself and then you heal yourself and then you kind of find it within yourself, that love, then you spread it to people and then you gather and then you spread that peace. Whereas hate and anger always causes destruction, more destruction. Selfishness, greed. You've got to get rid of it, guys. It's 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 negative, negative, negative. I, you know, but you will get you might get rich, but probably you'll get mentally ill while you get rich. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good trade, you know. Not the best. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, and that's the joke, guys. We're just teaching happiness and contentment. That's it. That's what, that's Nikki. Look at Nikki. Look at Joe. Look at me. We're all a mess. Welcome to the human race. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. No, I like that. <laughs> and I want can I send each of you a copy of my latest book? Sure, I'm in Singapore, but uh... well, I can. Well, Amazon delivers all over the world. Can I buy the ebook? Oh yeah, you can absolutely buy the. I'll e do that. I'll do that. Amazon, okay. And yeah. Do you want a book or? Oh, you don't read, Grace. I forgot. Yeah. No, from you I will read. Okay. Well, you send her. You send yeah. her. Your no, address, I, address to Joe and Joe, okay. will, and then yes. I'll send it. I'll I'll have Amazon Can, ship it to you guys. No, Harry, that, could yeah. you send one to a friend of mine in New Jersey who who you know beat beat alcoholism? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, and remember, yes. and remember the book. See the people. I'm in a tennis club, and I I, I don't want to tell them the title of my book because they all think I'd be addicted. <laughs> But I have never been addicted, so, so you know it, it, it's you know I I'm embarrassed. But yes, I you you do, send it through Grace if you want a copy, or order yes. or order the ebook off Amazon, which of course comes just okay. like that. Yeah, and, and uh, be my my pleasure to uh, yeah. share that because when you write, you, it's not how much money you make, Armit. It's how many people you help. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. That everyone asks, Can, how, how much money have you made? You know, and I go, well, actually, I didn't really look. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Can I ask the uh, the three Ps are mind, consciousness, and thought? That's it. Universal mind, not personal mind. Universal consciousness, universal thought. Those three create your psychological experience. And wow. when you see the tool, the human condition is explored through the ups and downs of the psychological experience. And when you solve the ups and downs, Harmit, of life, that's a commitment to have a good life because you're not always bummed out and fighting yourself. And when you're not it's, fighting yourself, guess what? I, you, I understand. You feel. Right you feel it's so interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting because, um, as you said, the the uh, the the mind is a tool, and of course, if I if I connect myself to new, to the universal mind, to the universal consciousness, and what was the third one? 
the, the universal, universal thought, which is the universal thought. In that moment, I'm not connected to the past. I'm not connected to the judgments. I'm not connected to anything, but I'm only connected to my own energy. That's that's a hundred percent correct. That's a wonderful way to end it. To be honest, that couldn't be better explanation, Harmit. Dead on. Yeah, and I, and I want to add to that also, Hartmut, that there's, we'll, we're never separated. We will never be separated from that, but we can be disconnected. So now we're trying to connect, you know, so, so and that's a beautiful thing of it. And then everything comes from that first creation, first source creation, and everything goes back to the first creation and everything is within the first creation and that's what i understood from all your conversation that we are all in it so it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful day that we did this <laughs> so and yeah harry has uh, uh shared where they can get the book and other things and if so if any of you have any more announcement Upcoming events, invitations, go for it. Yeah, and for anyone who wants to contact the group, do it to, through Joe. He's the communications manager. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. And I, I'll, I'll make sure that Joe's information is in the post note. And if you forget, just email me. I'm what, very available. <laughs> okay. What's the Facebook group name? Uh, uh, we don't have a, a, a Facebook group. Uh, we have we have a YouTube channel. You see you see on there our web page. That's mm -hmm. our that's our web page, and it has all the information with lots of talks, testimonials, published works, etc. Uh, on it, uh, we're a closed group. Uh, this is very unusual. Most groups are trying to get as big as possible. We are <laughs> trying to keep it as pure as possible. And uh, so we're a closed group. So we're not looking for for like how many people we. I have a lot some big Facebook groups that I'm I head and stuff like that. But but this this group is different. We are the fruit that the world needs to hear, and it's not my fruit; it's their fruit. Yeah. Okay. Enough song and dance. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings well, to really, everyone. Well, a real pleasure to have you on the show. Well, Thank pleasure. you so much. It's been beautiful. Thanks, guys. Mm. Yeah. And for all of those listening and viewing this, please share it to, especially to people who you think would be able to take advantage of the ACT training and mental health transformations. So that uh, not because they're going to teach. Remember, you share your story or whatever, and then everything just kind of evolves because everything is consciousness. Yeah. That's Thank good. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a Thanks good for day. sharing.